Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, welcome, it is uh, Wednesday, and that means it's Hump Day on the Lori and Julia Show, my talk runner 71, everything entertainment. Uh, this hour, that's right, this hour we'll be giving away uh, our, on this show, our next to last pair of passes to join us on Saturday morning. The Royal Wedding Pajama Party mm-hmm. in the TCL Studios here, the building. Yeah, so no. listen to that this hour. But just verifying all of the times that we get yes. everything correct. Yes. People may be showing up. We might have to readjust. It might be a little the bit schedule. earlier than we think. Well, I think yeah. the wedding is going to be at six a.m. Our Six time. A.M. Our time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're looking at all of that. We're looking at all the details. I thought the wedding was at eleven London time. No, we're talking our time. We're talking our time. It's six hours. That would be 5 a.m. our time. All right, Danny. The wedding is at noon. Oh, noon. I thought it was The wedding is at noon. All right, gotcha. Julie and I know this royal wedding stuff backward (laughs) and forward to the point that a couple of people tweeted us and said, will you please take a break? Stop talking about it. Stop talking about that royal wedding. I'm like, we can't help it. All right, we will. Okay, so... well, we have sad news. Oh, we do. This yeah, is, this you know, is really we lost Margot Kidder. Then we, Tom Wolf dies. Yep. And now we find out that. Longtime well, Twin Cities columnist Nick Coleman died at 67 after a stroke. Yes, he he wrote for both the Star Tribune and Pioneer Press. And started at the Minnesota Daily at the U of M. Yeah, he was an ornery, fearless. I loved reading his columns yep. because he would take people to task. City Council. I remember when the bridge fell down, he called out all kinds mm-hmm. of people. I mean, he was really, he was not afraid. He's the brother of Chris Coleman and his wife, you know, they met. It was kind of romantic. I think they were both working at the Pioneer, Pioneer Press. Press. Yeah. And they fell in love and he's, they were coming home from an Irish fair mm. where he had with, won with his, something, an Irish festival, and he had a stroke. Oh. I love what she said. His his wife wrote that um, Nick Coleman wanted to be an organ donor. So today we're beginning the process of making some good from from the heartbreak. And she said, um, I ask everyone to hold him in the light, raise a glass, and shake your fist or anything else that would honor his big heart and big mouth. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. Isn't that? Yeah. So that's, that's very sad for yeah, the family. He's sudden... We got to talk to Sushri and Roycey because they both worked. Yeah, with they him. did. You know, they knew him, and yeah, he was he was he was quite something. And he retired um, 
2010. 2010, is that? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so he's retired for eight years, but 67, that feels too young, Jules. Way too young. And then I read a stroke, you know, and I just think about how lucky we were with your mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whew. Anyway, so, anyway, thoughts to Nick Coleman's uh, totally. family and his wife, Lori, and his, his kids. And then um, uh, just on the other side of the newspaper uh, page, you know, uh, John Bream. I always enjoy reading John Bream yes. at the Star Tribune or Ross Rayla's reviews mm-hmm. in Pioneer Press. Um, here's, the, here's the headline. It defies conventional wisdom in the music biz. Shania Twain gave her best concert performance promoting her worst album. I absolutely <laughs> love that. She was at the Excel yeah. last yeah. night. 15,000 people enjoyed the show. It was just that's, jammed. That's awesome. And even though one third of her set list was drawn from last year's slow selling, hitless, and utterly forgettable album, now this was easily. The most rewarding show she's given since making her Twin Cities debut in 1998, which I went to with my friend Jackie. Really? Wow. Where was we that? We knew it was at the, the whatever it was, was it the Civic Center? Civic Center? Whatever well, it was in 98. Oh, Wasn't yeah. it Civic Excel? It was Excel. Yeah. Probably. It would have been Excel in Civic. It was at the same Paul okay. location, but my friend JJ and I knew all the words to... Whose bed have those boots been it, under? That was a big that song. That was such a huge yeah. song. Whose bed have the boots been yeah. under? So anyway, he just said it was really at age 52. She's showing her humanity. She got emotional and talking about visiting Paisley Park on Monday and how she and Prince were going to work together back in the day, but never get around to it. Right. Every artist does. Have, if they, they have, have a Prince story, they share it. Lord did it. Yeah. You know what they saw? I do... I mean, that is, I'm sorry, we're all sorry that Prince is gone, but I do like that when musicians now come here, they share the, uh, Prince a Prince story. story. Yes. Um, Can I just go? Uh, she changed seven outfits in seven. two hours. That's not bad. And she was mostly rocking, here's what Bream writes, mostly rocking age-appropriate class, but not expensive Vegas trashy as she used to. <laughs> But she hasn't figured I out. I loved her expensive Vegas trashy look. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Can I tell you something that just happened mm-hmm. today, this afternoon, is that Prince is to be celebrated with a symphonic tour later this year. Legendary Roots drummer Questlove oh. is bringing Prince's music back on tour. He's going to curate a selection of Prince's catalog for initial tour of 33 cities in a symphonic production produced by Live Nation Urban and TCG Entertainment. The tour was approved by the Prince Estate. Mm-hmm. It will be called For the Number You, a symphonic celebration of Prince, and will have songs performed by a full symphony. Wow. Yeah. Cool. The tour cool. only has the initial date set, but it's likely it, to expand. It better start open here. Yeah. His role, Questlove said, is only to curate, not perform. He's, so he's per, uh, selecting the songs yep. that will translate to that. Yes. That's cool. That would be beautiful. Yeah. I remember when um, a couple years ago, when Priscilla Presley redid some of Elvis's song with the London uh, Philharmonic yes. backing it and they remastered and layered in those instruments uh-huh. and it was amazing. I I like that idea. Both my mom and I bought that CD. Oh, I almost brain. feel like you bought me that CD. I, I feel like I feel like you bought me the CD the London when it when it came out. You were like, "Oh, here's all the songs with the the symphony, with the backup with the symphony with the backup getting ready." Anyway, so I know tonight a lot of people are going to Hall and Oates and Train. Yes. So Donnie, we got to play a couple Hall and Oates and Train songs. Okay. Today. 
Um, and um, I know so many people are going to that concert. Tonight? Yes. Yeah. And I got asked by so many people to go to this concert. and I I don't have the energy. You know what? It isn't that I don't have the energy. They bugged me so much in Hall & Oates. Oh, really? They were not my band. They weren't mine either. They weren't weren't punky enough. Mm -mm. They weren't hard enough. I mean, I probably like their songs. You would like some of them still. Better now. Right. But there were some songs that we just got so sick of. They were just... they, They were the... I don't know. So they were generic. Maybe Um, they were milk toast to you at a time when music was going crazy wild. Yeah, that you really enjoyed more. I'm looking at the tour listed so far for the Prince Symphonic Tour starting Thursday, September 6th, going through the 21st of October, and the Twin Cities are not on it. This is just an initial list. Okay, just so you know, we're not on it yet. All right, maybe they want to work. It opens in New Brunswick. They want to do it. Right, that's right. And Julia, I am go Celtics. That's my basketball team. Oh, I watched 100%. the last five minutes of the game last night. Uh-huh. I got quite into that basketball. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. This finally got to see what Trent, Tristan Thompson looked like in person. Got to finally marvel at how amazing LeBron is. But I fell in love with Boston. Oh, they're going to, I hope Boston wins this because, and if they do, it'll be the first time since like 2010 LeBron James won't be in a final. Wow. He, he was, I couldn't believe how big he was, how fast he was. He got hurt. He got hit in the head. Yeah, I I, I watched that after. But he also scored 41 points. Sick that I know this. Yeah, I know. Well, it was really fun. I had Mm -hmm. no idea. I said, Casey, we've unleashed another um, crack in uh, sports, you know, what what I call myself, the bandwagon. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, when Lori and I did see a Celtics game at the old Boston, at the Boston Garden. Yeah. And and that was the very first time, and we couldn't believe it because all... Wasn't it the last game? It was something... Ever being we played saw, there. We saw Roger Clemens hit his first hit. Oh, oh, yeah, he got on base. On at, base. at Fenway. Yeah, and we saw the last game at the Garden. Mm-hmm. And all the vendors' stands were manned by police people. Remember that? It, it, police or fire. Fire. It, it they, seemed, they were either Irish or Italian. But and, they were in uniform. I mean, that yes. was who manned all the things. And that was the very first time we saw the finger. finger. The, the big oh, finger. finger. Yeah. And we were like, oh my gosh, Julie, it's the finger. The finger. <laughs> all right, listen, we come back. Uh, it's a story we can't get enough of. And it's uh, the three places Diane Keaton would like to, mm, we'll tell you. Yeah, people are getting excited for Hall and Oats tonight. I know, they're going to yes. sing. You know, they have a new song called Phil. Forget Me Now, which right. they did with uh, Trains Pat Monahan. Yeah, we, we, we played, played it. it. Yeah, yeah, so I'm sure they'll be performing that Fun. Uh, tonight because it's their first song in 16 years since they put out Do It For Love. Oh gosh, one of my personal favorites. Do yes. It For Love, Do It For oh, Money. If you're a Philly person, anywhere. this is a love song to Philly. Lovely. Okay, so uh, Diane Keaton, who um, even though she drives me nuts with her whole Woody Allen everything, um, her outfits. Her well, no, I. She's so quirky and funny. Yeah, she she's is. she's just a a hoot. I guess I think she's on James Corden tonight. Oh, okay. You don't. I her, like her on the couch. Yes, I like her on she the couch very much. Is fun, funny, very funny. Yes. And Ellen always gives her wine, and she always drinks it. Yes, she does. And of course, she stars in Book Club, which is about these four women who decide to read fifty shades of gray but she did tell page six that she 
Um, Did she even read it? No, she never. Oh, for crying out loud. No, she told Ellen, I'm afraid to do it. I don't want to go there. It's too exciting. It's just too much. It's just too exciting. (laughs) And of course, Candace Bergen said, oh, I read it. And Jane Fonda, oh, I read it. So here's uh, uh, Diane Keaton just getting silly with Ellen. Three places. Am I bad at the questions? Let's get rid of it. Yeah, right now, so far I'm bad. Three places you'd like to touch a man. Oh, well, now we're talking. (laughs) I would like to touch a man inside his mouth. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) That's one. I would like to touch a man in an area special. Wow. The area where the man is happy. <laughs> That's true. And then she's the third one. I would like to touch a man. <laughs> Just anywhere at all. <laughs> and of course, she is drinking on Ellen today. Yes. She always sn- she's so cute, Lori. Yeah, and then she, she really told Ellen is. she was instantly attracted again. They brought up the Chris Martin. Oh, she yeah. met Chris Martin at Ellen's birthday party. The, um, and then also, um, she was excited to hear that Bono and the Edge were going to be guests. And she asked Ellen, "Do you think Bono would be interested in me?" But she called him Mister Bono. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she said, "Well, he's married." And she said, "Well, I'm fine with that." <laughs> And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. totally okay. So she, uh, Diane Keaton came up um, in the clubhouse with Andy Cohen. Carol Kane was on and oh. and they asked her, Andy played a game with her just for her to name drop things. And about Diane Keaton, she's imperative to my life. They're like besties. Oh, they are. What a bunch of quirky gals. I love and those two together. Age, oh, and yes. they knew each other from New York. Yeah. And oh, movies. I love that. She decades. just said, we're just like. They're like sisters. Is right. What the oh, I they absolutely got. So, love that. So anyway, there's um, no, you know, book club comes out this Friday. Uh, no score yet. I, oh, does that mean they haven't screened that's surprising. it? Surprising. Yeah. Um. Maybe. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing. I'm, I'm going anyway. My mom oh. said she's going. Oh, with yeah. Her, her sister. It's just, it, yeah. It just looks like a fun, fun well, movie Well, we love to all see. those actresses. Yes, we do. We've got to support our women. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julia, this is my favorite headline of the day. John Travolta and his dusty wig showed off his dance move as he joined Fitty Sen on stage at the Cannes Film Festival. Listen, Fitty Sen is a rapper. Mm-hmm. John, this is posted on the MyTalk uh, homepage, MyTalk1071.com. Mm-hmm. And John is in his uh, tuxedo. It almost looks like it's a velvet tuxedo. Yes, it does. And he's got the new wiglet that is a full on front. It's like Wolfman Wiglet because it's got it bristly, gray. We've seen John. It's very full. It's very full. We've seen his hair so black, Elvis would be jealous. We've seen it shellacked, spray paint, painted. His hairline has gone through some colorful, fascinating it really changes. Is, but this one is Wolfman because... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You mm-hmm. almost can see the line and then where the hair starts. It's it's a wig like Wolfman. It's a wiglet. A Wolfman wiglet. But he's dancing. I think he looks good dancing. I, some people were saying he looks like a dad dancer. Uh, I'm sorry. Rap is not easy to dance yeah, to. Yeah, you kind of have to, you know, it's a bend and you're sort of yeah. popping your elbows. Right. Yeah, I didn't he think. Fine. I thought, I thought he, he looked, did a nice job. He I mean, did way better than anybody. I know. Of, yeah. I mean, John Travolta, he was keeping to the beat of the music. I thought so too. And Fiddy was performing uh, just a little bit. So I thought he did really great and everybody was filming him. I love that he I love wanted that he got to do up their, there. I yeah. do too. And I guess that movie Gotti, is, directed by Kevin Connolly, E yep. on Entourage, is horrible. Oh. Lori, they, they said it's private, so bad. They had a private screening. Yeah, he's trying to get a distribution, but uh, the Where the, did this Where did you read that? I think it was in the Hollywood Reporter or Variety and they said one of the problems with this movie is because it does feel like we're in a mob situation with everything that's going on in the White House to have a mob movie about John Gotti who is like it's He's still, even in this movie, he's not guilty, John Gotti. Oh. And it doesn't make sense because the history of what happened right. with everything. Is it just too fresh because it isn't long enough? No, know? John Gotti died at least yeah. uh, 10. They've been well, trying to right. get this movie out. They just said it's ridiculous. But John Travolta. It sounds like a bad script, Lori, is what it sounds like Bad to me. script. It doesn't make sense. And John Gotti always said he didn't do it. He didn't do it. And, of course, he did do it. And he's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he stars in it with his wife, Kelly Preston. Yeah. She doesn't act anymore. She's too busy taking Scientology courses and getting sounded. Oh, my word. Hugh Grant is done with his rom-coms, Jules. Why? He's. I guess he's in this BBC drama called A Very English Scandal. Yeah, I tell us about it. Okay. I, this... So he said, now that he's older and uglier... <laughs> He's 57. He's not that old. I know, but he said, I've always tried to take whatever was the most entertaining thing in front of me at the time, and getting older and uglier has made the parts, you know, more varied. And he said, and there used to be quite big snobbery about, oh, I'm a movie star. I don't do television. Right. But that's eroding very fast. I even saw Robert De Niro on television. It's already eroded. He's a little late to it. Yeah. And then he said, asked whether he'd do more rom-coms. He said, that bird has flown. Why you can be a rom com like Marigold uh, Hotel, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. that was rom com. I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. No, like, I don't like this. I don't either. I don't. Like There's it. a well, need this is, this for romantic comedies of all ages. Yes, there really but are. But yes, we do like it. You know, we like it when they're beautiful, like thirty somethings. You know, yes, like we saw in you know Four Weddings and Notting Hill and oh, all he of was that. Lovely. But. That doesn't mean you can't, because there have been some of the most fun movies are rom-coms with with older older people. people. Remember the funny one with Alec Baldwin and Meryl Streep? Yes. Yes. That was cute. And Steve Martin. I can't Mm -hmm. think of the name of it right now. It's complicated. That's going to happen with the book club. It's complicated. It's complicated. Good one, Um, I'm hoping it's going to happen with the book club, too. We need a good one. Yeah.
So, All right, honey. Anyway, so that's what we know about Hollywood. When we come back, Neil Justin is here to talk to us. Uh, we're going to talk some TV, and uh, he also did some investigating. Has television faced its gender gap? Ooh. We'll be back. This is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. What's this? What's the latest? All right, trending online this afternoon. Net neutrality. The Senate just passed a bill to restore net neutrality today. Yes, that just like you happened. Said it. Yes. A good move for a free and open internet. I say, and many people say this afternoon. Also trending would be Demi Lovato and Christina Aguilera. The singers are dropping a new duet tomorrow called Fall in Lime. Also, oh my gosh, it's still trending. The debate that is sweeping the nation. Is it Laurel? Is it Yanni? Can't make it stop, Donnie. Sorry. Uh, also trending is Lando Calrissian. Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian could get a Star Wars spinoff film in the future. This uh, possibly good news ahead of Solo, a Star Wars story being released in theaters. I think that would be great and fantastic. All right. That's what's trending here. My talk. Weather brought to you by Furniture Mart. Uh, clear skies, 60 tonight. Sunny to start with tomorrow and a high of 82. Bad chance of showers later in the day. But right now it is perfect. It is sunny. It's 85 at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Whatever it takes. Cause I love the adrenaline in my veins. I do whatever it takes. Cause I love how it feels when I break the chains. Whatever it takes. I do what it takes. Oh, that appears being typical. Looking at my body, feeling miserable. Always hanging on to the visual. I want to be invisible. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, as usual, whenever we pre-promote something, the guest is nowhere to be found. They have an emergency. Neil Justin, get your butt off the bar stool of Kieran's. Uh, no, I think he's been out of town. He's been in California, so I don't oh, know if he he's forgotten. He's forgotten what's yeah. going on. Well, while we're waiting for him to call, or Donnie is trying to find him, Yes, um, we could move on to this juicy little story okay which i quite personally am liking okay which is that the mission impossible six trailer which johnny has posted i don't know if it's called six it's called fallout yeah I of think- course what is the trailer a hundred percent about it's Tom Cruise doing a, a, a feat, an amazing feat. Skydiving, Joy. Oh, is that the latest? It's a free fall. Okay. Because the name of the movie is Mission Impossible Free Fall. All right. And it is the sixth Imagine. one. <laughs> and they're letting us know that it took 106 takes. 106 and it, takes. takes? Yeah, I know. He, Tom oh Cruise loves gosh. to let us know that. So anyway, that's posted. It does look good. But Can I tell you what we found? We, got, we oh. found Neil. Oh, we did. Well, yeah, it was a little uh, error. He, he gave me the wrong area code, but we're good. <laughs> Neil, are you in California? No, no, I'm here. Let, let's be clear. I gave Donnie the right number. Oh, you did? Uh, okay, okay, good. That's my favorite. So that, let's true. be clear. And I thought this you might have been at streaming. Kieran's, and it was like, uh, we need to go find him right now. Chop, chop. No, no, no. No, you're no, no, at no, work. I'm here. Uh, you're here. Listen. Hi, Neil. Neil. Hi, guys. Okay. Oh, are you ready for the wedding? We ready. are ready for the wedding. Um, we are like double we, checking the time. We're double checking the times for what it, when it starts here because we have to be 
you know, we're watching everything. Well, I'll be watching it all, but I'm going to do my big blowout on Monday. Big, uh, big review. I'm very, very excited. As you know, I'm all about uh, <laughs> both royalty and weddings. So you need to borrow really one right of, our, my, my of our hats, our fascinators. Neil would never wear a fascinator. Mm-hmm. Come on. No, I wouldn't. Neil, you know what we wanted to talk to you about is I thought that your story that was in the paper like about 10 days ago in the era Mm -hmm. of Me Too television faces, Mm. its gender gap was really, you know, interesting. And especially like both, uh, we all watch The Americans. Yeah. And that show, it always amazes us that A, it doesn't get the critical acclaim um, that it should. But Carrie Russell's character is flipping... You know, that is a total flip because she's playing the more like the character we always see a man playing as far as her belief system and being rigid in her, in her thought. Yeah, and the irony is she played Felicity. Which yes. I, I made a point of a, a whole series that was about a girl who could decide between two boys. Oh, I know. Yeah. But they were you know, both that was really six cute. years of picking between two boys. And it was fine. I don't think people might not remember that show, but it was J.J. Abrams. Yes. I love that show. That's right. Mr. Big show. It was cute, but it was... Very traditional in that if you're going to have a show about a lead female and it's going to be lighter, uh, she's got to be perplexed about boys. And, uh, you know, uh, you think that we, there's so many uh, good roles now for women on television, it's really quite extraordinary. But the point of the article was to take a step back and say, well, what kind of roles are they playing? Mm-hmm. Um, in large part, um, they are still victims. Um, usually of some sort of sexual assault. If you look at Handmaid's Tale and, mm-hmm. and Westworld right. and even uh, Big Little Lies, um, yeah, these are great roles and they won awards and, and they're well done, but they're still victims. Yeah, And I feel like um, there's still progress to be made. And so that's what that piece was about. Yeah, it was, um, that's a great... You had really yeah. interesting, you know, examples. And, you know, just talking about Shonda Rhimes or even Julia and I love Unreal. And that show has been yeah. so groundbreaking for, especially, I guess, that it's on Lifetime. Yeah, and it kind of had a week last season, but I think it's really good, and I think this season, I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard... It's much better it's than back. season yeah. two. It's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. It's good. And good. then the one we're loving is Killing Eve on the BBC. Yeah, I love that, too. Oh. I think it's great. And, you know, it's it still... If it was guys in it, we'd say, oh, another show about serial killers and the people that chase them. But we would. because there are two females, and because it's the great Sandra O, oh, mm-hmm. and it's written by uh, the woman who did uh, Fleabag, which I really love. Oh, yeah. And, we like that uh, show. Yeah, I did, too, and uh, which is coming back for a second season, and uh, it feels novel. I mean, that's the thing. You put a woman in these traditional roles, and suddenly it feels brand new, even though it isn't. Right. right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very exciting uh, when they do that, but those examples are still kind of few and far between. Right. You know, you said the great Sandra I She really, when she left Grey's Anatomy. That's when we left it. That's when we left it. Yeah, same here. I kind of lost interest, too. She's an amazing actress, and she kind of hasn't been anywhere, really, for a while. So it's nice to see her. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I, we haven't seen a lot of her. She had a moment with Sideways and... Oh gosh, that was uh, Grey's so Anatomy, and then um, she sort of was off the radar. I don't know how much of it was her choice or how much of it was not getting the roles she thought she deserved. But this is a good one. Yeah, yeah. What else? What else are you watching? Were, We're are you recommending 
people to watch, you know, whether it's on Netflix or network TV or anything coming up on Showtime, HBO, Netflix that you're liking or recommending? You know, there's a streaming channel called Acorn TV that you yep. might not be familiar with. Um, and they show a lot of British and Australian uh, uh, exports. And I've been impressed with a lot of their programming lately. They've got a new series coming out next week um, called Fando, uh, which is uh, one of those, uh, it's an Australian comedy. It's one of those over-the-top kind of, I can't believe these people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of reminded me a little bit of Arrested Development. And uh, this mother who, when the series opened, she runs a, a department store franchise in Australia. And it's all about her. I mean, you know, her ego is so big that on the uh, fight before her daughter gets married, we find out the groom-to-be actually slept with mom. Oh, God. And that sort of... Okay. So that's how outrageous it is. I mean, that's just the beginning of her sin. Yeah. Again, it's the kind of role that we've seen guys play before. They're right. real rascals, but... Um, this is a, an older, you know, probably in her fifties, uh, female uh, yeah. lead. I can't think of the actress's name, but it's a lot of fun. There's six episodes. Acorn TV has some really good series. There's another romantic, um, comedy called the good karma hospital. Oh dear. That, really? um, is sort of like Grey's anatomy, but without it being over the top, um, and really sweet romance in it. So, you know, again, it's going to cost you a few bucks. Um, mm-hmm. but so that's not a, part of a basic thing. No, it's not. You've got to buy it separately on the Internet. Uh, just like CBS Digital, which, you know, I don't think the good fight is as good as it was last year, but it's still darn good Yeah. Um, on CBS Digital. And I'm hoping to get some more good programming so that I can uh, sort of convince more people to sign up for it because the Star Trek thing isn't working. Oh, is that um, what uh, Star Trek is on? Yeah. yeah. Um, but So you get both of those, but right. it's really the good fight. There's an interesting series uh, starting this Sunday with Benedict Cumberbatch oh. called uh, Patrick Melrose. I DVR'd it. Julia watched half I of watched it. Half did you of like it? Oh, did. Mm-hmm. did you like it? I, I think they try to cram too much of the novels into five episodes. Um, yeah, but I think Benedict Cumberbatch, I think people are going to look back at this period and say, this is a guy hitting on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, there's nothing he can't do. Yeah. He, he really is maybe the actor of our generation is, is, right now. Describe Patrick Melrose for people who have Showtime. Just get, can you give a quick? Yeah, he's an addict times eight. I mean, yep. addicted to everything: drugs, alcohol, um, any kind of self abuse. Yeah, and uh, it harkens back to his childhood, and um, so you feel some sympathy for him. But he's a guy um, struggling, and it's done with a lot of comedy. But it's also you know, deals with abuse uh, of all sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of straddles comedy and drama. It's really, though, a chance for Benedict Cumberbatch to yeah. just show off his chops. He's yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he really is. Mm-hmm. He really Neil, is. did you get into, did you watch um, The Terror? And the the finale is on Monday night on AMC. Did you get into that show? Uh, l- listen, let me tell you something. Yeah. My life is scary enough. <laughs> I feel the same way. I don't need any of these horror <laughs> shows or horror pictures. Well, it's not really uh, horror, yeah. I saw Get Out, yeah. and, you know, that's it. That, okay, that, fine. That's about as much Neil, it's so good. It's so good. Is it? Yes, it, it really, really was. Uh, I mean, I even gave up on The Walking Dead. I'm just like, okay. Well, we all have enough. given up on The Walking Dead, but it's all about fear yeah. of The Walking Dead. That Walking yeah. Dead show jumped the shark last fall with the finale. 
they jumped in and they ate it. They ate it. Tore out its eye and they ate that. I mean, it's just how can we gross you out more than we did last week? And after a while, it's like, okay, I get it. You don't really know what you're doing. You're just trying to gross me out. And again, my life has enough. Right. What did you think of Homeland this year? Because I know Julia and I just thought it was an unbelievable season. Maybe one of the best ones since the first season. It it keeps finding ways to reinvent itself. And I've said before that my big problem with it is as great as Claire Danes is, I've always thought she was miscast in that role. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I just never bought her as, uh, as an agent. Um, but I think it's been on long enough now that I've sort of set that aside. Yeah. Sort of accepted that. The girl from my so-called life is saving yeah, the world. Right. Okay, yeah. And uh, so now that I finally gotten over, and that's my problem, not hers. Yeah, that's completely my problem. Um, now that I've sort of gotten over that, I sort of appreciate the series for what it is. I'm, you know, waiting for the Mandy Patinkin spinoff. I mean, his character oh, is. I was just—he's amazing, so fabulous. Yeah, he, is. he really yeah. is. Is this significant, um, Neil? That uh, David Letterman is going to be a guest on Seth Meyers. It is significant. I mean, it's significant for people like me that are obsessed mm-hmm. with Dave uh, and really enjoying his Netflix yes. series, his interview with Tina Fey. Uh, I heard it was epic. Was yeah. The moment Jay-Z was really good. Um, and so he hasn't been, you know, he's only been on Jimmy Kimmel's show. And, and when he went on Conan, when Conan was hosting the late show, that was a real turning point for the Conan O'Brien show. Right. Uh, and one of the highlights that series ever had. Not that Seth is in the trouble that Conan is in, yeah. Uh, ratings wise, but look, when when David hosted Late Night with David Letterman, I think it's for my generation one of the most important shows oh. mm-hmm. there ever was. It, I think it was the most influential comedy right. show. I think it influenced a whole wave of comedians. Um, the Late Show that he did on CBS was fine. Yeah. But it wasn't influential. It really changed the idea of what a late-night talk show could be. And it's that show, not Johnny Carson's Tonight Show, that most of the comedians you see today are emulating. So I think, for historic reasons, whenever he pays a visit to the show he started, mm-hmm. I think it's a big deal. Yeah, I All do, right. too. I do, too. And Seth Meyers is really... He is he's as consistent he's so as funny. Colbert. He's he's got a really great show that late night show. I yeah, think. you know, I never I only watched the first twelve minutes or so, and uh-huh. I think they're brilliant. Um, I think he is, his desk work is great. I quite frankly, I haven't stuck around for any of the interviews. His interviews uh, are in funny. They're funny. They're funny. Last okay. night it was Ronan O'Farrow, Farrow, Ronan yeah. Farrow for his new book, and our the assassin Oksana from Killing Eve. Yeah, and I've never yeah, seen I do her like on that the show. He has authors on yes. and, and academics and stuff, and and Dave used to do that too, right? Because he couldn't book the same guests. 
Carson had. Right. right. So he kind of had to go on there, and, and Seth is also in that situation yeah, where I like it. there's everybody else. So it forces him to get some different faces on there, yeah. which is great. All right, Neil, it's been too long. I, we don't want you to be a stranger. This interview has been too long? No, no it's been too just, long since we've uh, spoken to you. Uh, all right. Thank all right, you. Neil, we'll read okay, about your care. wedding thoughts in the Star Tribune. Neil Justin. Okay. And, of course, all your TV thoughts every day in the TV, in the Star Tribune. We'll be right back. Um, Let's get to the bottom of this. It's the audio version of the blue or gold dress. And My Talk 1071 solves the latest viral puzzle. Hey, Jace, what are you hearing in this clip? My Best Talk 1071. My Best Talk 1071. Um, I hear My Talk 1071. I hear Best Radio Station. <laughs> Maybe it's both. <laughs> now back to the show on My Best Talk 1071. My Best Talk 1071. She's marrying the prince. I'll get my pajamas on. Spitzbot, Albert Hall, Meet and Two Veg, Big Ben, Dave Clark Five, Spam and Eggs, Bip Bip Tidio. That's hot. I just. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Julia wants you to know this is a song courtesy of her great musical Digging Around and Finding. It's by Bozzy. It's called Mine. You did hear that hot ticket sounder if you want to come to the Royal Wedding right. at the Twin Cities Live studio. Very early on uh, Saturday, Saturday morning. So Johnny party. did. Oh, he's answering the calls yeah, right now. So I'm sure people are calling in. Yes, they okay. are. People are so nervous. So just a couple things about yes. the wedding that I want to remind people about. Okay. All right. Um, some traditions that are different in the UK versus uh, in uh, the US. For example, um, Megan will enter the church before her bridesmaids do. That. The British tradition is reverse of ours. Yes. In addition, the groom doesn't turn and face the bride. The groom faces away from the bride until she arrives at the altar. Not sideways. Right. So he's not watching her coming down. He's literally facing the front. Oh, you remember when Harry snuck a peek at Kate and just said, like, she looks brilliant or something. Yeah. Right. Um, another thing that seems so stiff upper doesn't lip, it, it? doesn't it? Not to be able to gaze at the person walking down the aisle that right. you have to have your back to them. It's, it's that is another that is that, very arcane. I thought so mm-hmm. too. And then the bouquet we talked about before, but they don't throw the bouquet. There's too many heads of states from all over the world, and it no. would be undignified for them yeah, to be I, I, jumping that's up never and down. Happening. So they, uh, the royal bouquet is presented to the unknown warrior. Um, it's the British equivalent of the mm-hmm. Tomb of the Unknown Soldier mm-hmm. that we have here. The uh, children, having just children. Oh, children are all the bridesmaids and groomsmen. Yep, yeah, it's all Well, kids. they're page boys and they call them... She does not having a maid of honor. He's having a best man. Right. But she's not having a maid of honor. Mm-hmm. Because she's cut off from all of her friends. Help her, Obi Alanka. Is Obi-Wan. this? I know. I know. So, right? yeah. So she's not having uh, anybody. And maybe it is one of those dilemmas where she has like three really good best friends. Best friends, right. She doesn't have a sister that she's sure. close to, so it's best just not to have one at all. I think so, Lori. You know, I never had, uh, out of three weddings, I only had anyone stand up with me at exactly one. Yeah. Never, I didn't believe in bridesmaids. It gave me the hives. Right. To think of having grown-up women in the same gown, fluttering around, 
That's having so to, funny. Having to, you know, I'm just like, it's all about the bride and the groom anyway. Who cares about these other people? I that know, was my that, attitude. Lori's attitude was, why would I want anyone else to yeah, be looked at I besides mean, maybe, me? Yeah. And so, like, the idea of the oh, kids, I love that. I, I love that that is a British tradition. I like that. I don't like the not turning around. But. No, the not turning around is weird. So Prince George and Princess Charlotte are going to play big roles. They are. Yeah. They are. Okay. The other bridesmaids, Florence is three. Remy is six. Rylan is seven. I guess these are her Megan's godchildren. Uh-huh. There's a little four-year-old named Ivy and a little Zaylee, too. Now, see, what could be cuter than a beautiful woman in her wedding dress with little, little girls kids. and no, little nothing. boys around yeah. her? But these are the cutest. Those were some of the cutest names ever. Florence, uh, Remy, Rylan, Ivy, and Zaylee. Okay, those are like the Very cutest cute. names. And then for the page, other page boys are going to be Jasper, Brian, and John. Okay. So that's very cute. Mm-hmm. And we know that the dad isn't coming to the wedding. And right. Unless he's changed his mind again, which he's not, because now there's no time. There isn't. Uh, we do have a little... Um, Keir Simmons just did a short little... He got access. And, and did, did you go to Windsor Castle? Yes, I did. Okay. It's, it's fabulous. Did you go in the yes, chapel? Yes, we did. Okay, so because w- I've never been there and I've never seen inside. So tonight on NBC... They have a whole thing that is just an hour long, if you're really into it, where you will see inside. If you're not going, if you've it's never been. It's hosted by Hoda, right? Hoda, yeah. yeah and, and, and uh, I think Savannah isn't there yet. And I think Keir did some okay. of the tape stuff yeah. for this. So let's just roll that. St. George's Chapel is more than 500 years old and holds a unique place in British history. Harry was christened here as a baby and right here at this altar in front of 600 guests is where he will marry Meghan Markle. The carriage itself will be the Ascot Landau, a favorite of Her Majesty the Queen. We got a chance to take a ride ourselves along the royal couple's wedding route. This will be Meghan's Cinderella moment in a horse-drawn carriage, (laughs) marrying her Prince Charming in her dream dress. Oh my gosh. And this is how the people of Windsor are first going to see the married couple. They're going to be lined on these tiny streets. This horse-drawn carriage is going to go on a journey through Windsor Town and end up on what's called the Long Walk into Windsor Castle. With thousands of people cheering her on, Meghan will ride into the castle as a brand new member of the British royal family. Watch NBC tonight. It looks really, this town of Windsor just looks so cute. Oh, it, it's like a half hour from Buckingham Palace. We, we went there. Yeah. When back, way back when, yeah. Bill and I, and it's stunning. Yeah. There's so darling. much, it's just charming, charming, charming. Yeah. And yep. it's supposed to be like 70 degrees mm-hmm. and they get married at noon England time. So. Lovely. Lovely. All right. When we come back, we're playing rock and roll Jeopardy. And there is... Leftover Met Gala fashion flubbery snubbery heart feelings going on that must be discussed.